Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's February 24th, 12.08, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Ariel, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. On the Feast of St. Matthew, today in history in 1208, parishioners at the St. Mary of the Angels Church just outside Assisi heard the gospel passage telling how Jesus sent his disciples out into the world to preach the word in total poverty. To most of the audience, it was probably just another sermon, but for one young man, it was a blueprint for life. And that young man, as you may not be surprised to learn given the location, was St. Francis of Assisi. Yes, although he wasn't a saint yet, obviously, and he also wasn't Francis yet. He was called Giovanni, was his birth name. Although I guess to people who still devote themselves to St. Francis, this was kind of the moment he became St. Francis. Mm. Um, And if you're wondering why that's important, apart from, you know, I've heard of St. Francis of Assisi, this revelation subsequently triggered a lot of Renaissance culture. It changed the way that the natural world was incorporated into Christianity. Before this... The Catholic religion had been transcendental. You know, the physical and natural world is there to tempt us away from heaven. After this, Francis and everything he stood for was saying, no, the world is harmonious. We are all one breathing thing created by God. And that stuff has resonated for generations. The hugging lepers kind of Christianity that he went about doing, including right up to obviously the current Pope who took the name Francis in tribute. Yes, in his early life, he'd been quite a sort of playboy, maybe even a sort of hedonist. You know, he'd, he'd come from a very well-to-do background and he was reputed to have been quite a spoilt young person and indulged, as a spoilt person will, in fine food, wine and wild celebrations. Um, and by the age of 14, he dreamed of being involved in warfare, quite frankly. You know, knights were the medieval action heroes and he wanted to be one. And fortunately for him, in 1202, War broke out between Assisi and Perugia, and uh, Francis was keen to join up. Yeah, he was about 19 at the time, and he was captured. I mean, he hadn't gone very far. Wars between Italian cities were very common at this time. This was long before the unification of Italy. And so he spent a year in the dungeons, and in increasingly weak health, as you can imagine, not the most salubrious conditions. And this was apparently when he first began to consider a more spiritual life. He was ransomed by his wealthy family. He went back to his old life, but it seems like he couldn't quite go back entirely to the way he used to be. In 1205, he left again to join the army. And at this time, he was known as Francis, or at least Francesco, which is the Italian version of Francis. And that was a childhood nickname his father had given him. And when he was on his way to join this army, he saw a vision that turned him back, told him to go home. And when he was on his way home, he was praying in the chapel of San Damiano, which is just outside Assisi, when he heard a voice tell him, Francis, Francis, go and repair my church, which, as you can see, is falling into ruins. Yeah, and he believed that this was Jesus, no less, speaking from the cross as represented in the church. And he took this very literally. It's a bit of a kind of running theme in his story. He does take his visions pretty literally. Mm. So Jesus (laughs) says, mend my house which is broken, didn't understand that Jesus meant it as an allegory. Because, (laughs) Because Jesus didn't say, go spreading my religion... Giovanni thought, oh, I'll go and fix some churches. Yeah. So he, he spent some time then repairing that church in San Damiano, repairing the church in Assisi, refurbishing the chapel dedicated to St. Peter the Apostle, and restoring the little chapel of St. Mary of the Angels. 
it wasn't until this day that he suddenly realised, oh, I see, he actually meant go spreading my good word. Oh, dear, I've wasted a lot of time there doing DIY. <laughs> There's quite a lot of hagiographic work being done about his origin story and quite how he gets to be the person he is. And certainly after the war, it felt as though you know, quite a lot of what he was experiencing and the way in which he was changed after seeing warfare and then being imprisoned was that he was most likely suffering something like what we would call today PTSD. Yeah. You, you spend a year in a medieval battlefield prison and then come back right. to your old ways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he really did have a new outlook on life and perhaps it also contributed to the way that he interpreted things. But that first one, when he was instructed by Jesus to correct his church, he, the way that he went about it was that he sold a bolt of cloth from his father's store to assist the priest in that uh, particular uh, chapel of San Damiano. And when he had a run-in with his father who said, you've got to pay me back this debt, well, that's when things really started to change for him. Yeah, Francis was definitely undergoing some kind of a mental crisis at this point. He had tried to give the money from the ill-gotten cloth to the priest who had refused to take it, obviously knowing its origin. And then afterwards, he started going around begging passing townsfolk for donations oh, of stones. Imagine you're his dad. Like he yeah, had to exactly. raise the money to ransom him from the battlefield. <laughs> for this, I ransom you. <laughs> then he, exactly. Then he comes back, nicks your stuff and gives it away. Yeah, and of course, it was embarrassing to see his well-to-do son begging around the town asking for pieces of stone for the chapel. So his father was furious and also now probably convinced his son was mad so first he had him locked up in a storeroom at their family home but when he went out his mother classic mum his mum let him out and then he went straight back out and did the same thing again so his father then had him brought in front of the city elders and argued basically that he should be made to renounce his inheritance on the grounds he had lost his mind and legend says that at this point he stripped naked and handed his father all of his clothes as a sign you know of a final breaking between them and that he was moving away from the and to world. demonstrate that he's got it all together <laughs> no worries Would a here, crazy man. man do this? <laughs> yeah, and then he spent some time bouncing around, working in monasteries and leper houses and wandering the roads and going around rebuilding all of these chapels. And after he had the, that light bulb moment on this day, he abandoned even his modest wandering hermit trappings. You know, he'd been mm. living basically mm. just sort of sleeping outside churches, wandering the roads. But this was the point where he was like, Okay, well, the sandals and the belt are definitely way too much of an indulgence. I'm getting rid of those. And I'm replacing my belt with a rope, which it seems like maybe he invented that. You know, the monk with the, with the mm. rope around. Well, that's why we call it Franciscan dress, isn't it? Mm. I don't think I've ever called it anything, you know. I was just like, you know, like Friar Tuck outfit. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it was from taking it very literally. The thing mm. that he heard today was the gospel according to Matthew, quote... And as you go, preach the message, the kingdom is at hand. Take no gold nor silver nor money in your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff. Mm. I mean, so he's basically like, oh, OK, I'm wearing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, and soon he had enough followers that he went to Rome to petition the Pope, Innocent III, to formally recognise a new order, which was quite controversial in the Vatican. This new style of extremely austere monastic living was considered a little bit dangerous. I mean, if we think of the way that medieval monks live normally, it might seem pretty austere to our standards. But, you know, it was a generally quite decent standard of living for the time. And monasteries were often where churches kept their gold and silver. You know, monks were well known for being scribes 
scribes and having all the books. So this idea that monks should be wandering around with nothing but a robe, not even a stick or a belt, was considered quite unsettling to some. And also the church wasn't a big fan of lay preachers. They were seen as being Mm. prone to heresy and going very off script about the church and the behaviour of the clergy in particular. But yet again, another vision came to the rescue. Supposedly, Innocent saw in his dream a vision of Francis holding up St John Lateran, the basilica in Rome. So the Pope had a dream about him coming before he ever met him, is the way the story goes. Mm. And so the meeting went very well, because the Pope was like, wow, I've dreamt this. Yes, you can be a missionary. (laughs) Interestingly, Francis didn't ask to be a priest, and he never asked to be a priest. He didn't think himself worthy Well, regardless then, he did go out and try to do missionary work. One of the more successful ones that he did undertake was in 1219 when he mounted a mission. Again, you know, this is either brilliant or further evidence of him being a little unhinged because his plan was to go and try and convert the Sultan of Egypt or be martyred in the attempt. Yeah. You can see how that can go 50-50, definitely. Probably those odds are not even quite right. It's pretty, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty likely to go in one direction. But yeah. at least according to the Catholic uh, version of what happened here, he did get an audience with Sultan Al-Kamil. And there were some versions of the story that suggested that the Sultan secretly converted or accepted on his deathbed baptism <laughs> as a result mm. of this meeting with Francis. Did I think so quietly that nobody could hear no. him. Imagine yourself, you're the Sultan. You'd just be like, oh, this would be good. Let's see what he's got. You know, it was a risky move, but actually Francis fared better than the Franciscans who actually did make it to Morocco because they were beheaded in the town square in Marrakesh. So the Sultan was actually a pretty appreciative audience just for allowing Francis to leave with his life. It was Francis as well who established this idea, which is still with us now and is celebrated in an annual day named after Francis, that the three Abrahamic religions have more in common than they have that divides them. Yeah, I mean, he also had an impressive reputation in his own time for miracles. He was such a baller when it came to miracles. On one occasion, he actually had to pray for them to stop. (laughs) The gravesite of Peter of Catania, who was one of his original apostles, was the site of so many miracles that the crowds were causing complaints. So Francis prayed to God for the miracles to end, which apparently they did. So we've got so many miracles to spare that you can just ask them a little break, you know. Let's take five on the miracles. Can you imagine if you're the next blind man in the queue and then suddenly that velvet rope comes down they're like, no, he's not doing any more tonight. (laughs) And so another week of retrospecting ends. But next week begins a day early at Club Retrospectors. Join us now to get an exclusive episode every Sunday. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.